welcome to the Junction Church Aberdeen podcast. We're so glad you chose to listen to this life-changing message. Thank you. Great. You may be seated. Thank you, guys. That worship was excellent. Man, that was great. Well, I don't feel like a visitor here. I feel like a friend. And I feel like I've come home, and I like that. Uh, Kevin and Cheryl are long-term friends for life. And you need that in ministry. There are people who come, and there are people that go, but you need friends that are going to be there for life. And I like that. Do you like that? Don't, don't go quiet on me now. We, we, we don't, don't do the Aberdeen thing. We, I'm from the Northeast. I'm Peter Head boy. And uh, Peter Head is known to be quiet and reserved, but not when I'm around. Uh, no way. No way of having that. So, hey, just great to be here. Great to hear the church is doing well. Uh, Kevin, Cheryl, great to see you. Great to see your family involved. I mean, man, your family hit the gene pool, didn't they? Wow. Just looking up there, leading the worship there, and on the drums and doing the church news. You see, I, I would be smart. I would already have decided I would get the modeling from Monday to Friday, and that would be my pension. I, I, I would. You, you, you need to get sharp. Make them work. I mean, you've looked after, you've looked after them for how many years? I mean, you have sown and you have reaped. Now it's payback time, guys. Now, it, now it's time. And hey, great to be with you celebrating in this graduation. What an honor it is to be with you. And, and just trying to think, what, what could I say just to encourage those that are graduating, but also to encourage uh, you folks that are here, because you're here not just to look on. You're here to receive also from the Word of of God. So if you have your <clears throat> Bibles, we're turning to Genesis chapter 13. I'm going to read from verses 14 to 17. And I'm going to need this for an illustration, so maybe we can... Can we kick this on? Can we do that? Are we plugged in? Are we... There we go. Should be good. There we go. And you're all going, what is that? That is for me. That is a fan. I decided if I can't have any fans here, I'll bring my own fan. I'll bring, I'll bring my own support. I'll bring my own cheer. I, I'll suss it out. Don't you worry. I've got this thing care of. Genesis 13, verses 14 through 17. The Lord said to Abram, after Lot had parted from him, look around from where you are to the north and south, to the east and west, All the land that you see, I will give to you and your offspring forever. I will make your offspring like the dust of the earth, so that if anyone could count the dust, then your offspring could be counted. Go, walk through the length and breadth of the land, for I am giving it to you. I am totally convinced that the devil would love us all to settle where we are. You have done a year of study Now the enemy would almost say, that's fine. Don't get overly excited. You've done your bit. Now just get into the ease mode. As a church, come on, just settle. The the room is full. There's a good vibe. There's a good feel. Things are healthy. Just settle. But God never created you and I to be settlers. God never created us just to take our ease. God always created us for more because he's the God of the more. The danger is when we think that that's all there is. This is wonderful. This is good. The enemy would almost be comfortable with that. Because if you would just settle, you're not taking any more ground. 
But I firmly believe there is so much more ground to be taken for Jesus. There is so much more to be done for the cause of Christ. So we are a people who choose not to settle, but to advance. And that's why Abram was told, don't look at where you are, but look from where you are. You see, sometimes if you look at where you are, it can be good, it can be bad, it can be fantastic, it can be challenging, uh, but it can be a place of containment. But God said to Abram, don't just look at where you are, look from you are, because if you think it's good now, wait and see what I'm about to do for you in your life. I want to say to those that are graduating tonight, if you think tonight is good, if you keep your trust in God and your faith in God and belief in God, who can tell what God can do through you for the kingdom of God? Don't only look at, this is a great night. This is celebration. But we look tonight from where we are to where we can be in God. It is the language of advancement. It is the language of more. All of us, there needs to be growth. There needs to be development. Fresh footprints in the sand. Never settle for normal or average. God has not called us to be average. That's why I love what I do. You think of my uniqueness, and I've said this to you before. A black guy in Peterhead, how unique is that? Not only a black guy in Peterhead, but a black guy with a Peterhead accent. I mean, come on. Fit like? Nebad. Now think how confusing that is to the crowd. Because they are looking for average, but when I'm around, they get more than average. How about as people of God, if we could get into our heart and into our spirit, that we are not defined by culture or what man would say, but we would allow our definition come from the word of God. I am what God says I am. So therefore, Apex Church in Peterhead, God is blessing us thanks to God. Town of 17,000 people. We have something like 240, 250 people attending the church, growing, developing, moving forward in God. But I tell you, the best is yet to be. I am believing for a church of 500 people in Peterhead, just as our first stage, because that's never been done in Peterhead. And I want to do what's never been done, a Pentecostal church. And then we will see what God wants to do. Why? Because we're not settling and we're not average, but we're moving forward in the things of God. The enemy would love you to settle. A number of years ago, you've probably heard this, uh, uh, an experiment was done that they took some fleas and put these fleas in a jar. Have you seen that? They, They put a lid on the jar and the fleas would jump. That's what fleas do, not flies, fleas. Say to your neighbor, fleas. Because some of you are there, his English is wrong. It's flies. No, I'm not talking about flies. I'm talking about fleas. Now, they were jumping, and what would happen, literally, and you can see this experiment on YouTube, as they were jumping, they hit the bottom of the top of the jar or the lid that was put on. Then, after a number of weeks, something incredible happened. The scientists noticed that no longer were the fleas jumping to the height of the bottom of the lid, but now they were jumping just under the lid so that they would not bang their heads. Then they took the lid off the jar, and something amazing happened. 
the fleas continue to jump to the height of their previous containment. And guess, get this, even their offspring only jumped to the height that they observed other fleas jumping. They had become victims of what Maxwell calls the law of the lid. One of the things the enemy will try to do in containing us is restrict us to the law of the lid. Let me speak of three very quickly that I think are things we need to deal with. Number one, you need to be aware of the lid of prejudice. Now, when I say prejudice, I'm not referring to skin color here. For when you looked at David, David was prejudged by his family. When the prophet Samuel came to anoint the next king, David wasn't even invited to his own party. Come on. He's out in the field when Samuel comes and, and the prophet uh, Jesse, his father, has now invited the other brothers that probably looked more like a king. I mean, come on. D David's, uh, David's the, the musician. David's the, the guy that's out in the field playing his harp, singing to sheep. I mean, that's like, you, come on, you know musicians. They're that real creative-y bunch. Of, is this the musician's corner? Let, let's see. Let's see how many musicians I can offend in one sermon, all right? Come on, come on. We're, we're, we're talking about the creative ones. You, you know how it is. They're out there. David's in the field. He's, he's writing these songs, by the way, which we still sing today. And the man of God comes into the family home and says, I've come peaceably and I'm here to anoint. David was prejudged by his father. His father looked at all his boys and said, this is the least likely to be anointed king. But God sees not as man sees. For man looks on the outward, come on. But God, he looks at the heart. David was prejudged by Saul. Who was Saul? Saul, remember, was the king who was hiding in his tent when he should have been out fighting the giant. When he heard that there was a young man, there was a, a soldier who was going to fight against Goliath, he called for him. His heart must have been excited as he thought, at last we have someone who's going to go and fight against this giant Goliath. And in little David walks to the tent of Saul. Now, if you've ever read that story, you can just imagine how Saul's heart must have fallen. He must have thought, this guy's going to be here. If I'm head and shoulders, this guy's going to be so big. I'm, I mean, I wonder if he's going to fit in my tent. I mean, this guy is going to be strong and muscular, and, and he's going to look the part. And, and little David walks in, and Saul looks at him, and Saul thinks, oh, no, we're in trouble. There, there could be trouble ahead, because he prejudged him on his looks not realizing the relationship he had with God. Eliab, his brother, prejudged him. What are you doing here at the battle? I, I know the insolence of your heart. Isn't it fascinating that Eliab was passed over because of the content of his heart, said to David, I know what your heart is like. We can be prejudged by others. But you know what's worse than being prejudged by others? When we prejudge ourselves, 
I don't know about you, but one of the things I think we've got to fight in church culture is this, we can't. Now, once again, I don't know what it's like in city, but, but in Peterhead, Fraserburgh, the northern, one of the biggest things we fight is this, I, I just can't. I, I just don't like, I, I just don't think that, that I, I can't. We prejudge just like those spies that thought that they were grasshoppers, remember? Remember when they went and they saw those giants? They said these words, didn't we? We, we were like grasshoppers in their sight. How did they know? Has that ever fascinated you? See, I love to read scripture. How, there's not one of them went up to the giant and said, Excuse me, Mr. Giant, do I look like a grasshopper in your sight? How did they know? You know why? Because they were thinking small. Because they were thinking small, they were acting small. Because they were acting small in their heart and their mind, they lost the victory that God had already planned for them. You can be here tonight, and in your mind, you've already written yourself off. You can be one of those that are graduating. You're looking at your class and saying, everyone's going to do great things for God except me. You've already prejudged yourself. But we speak a word of faith to you tonight and say, if you're called and purposed of God, if God is for you, who can be against? you. Don't look in the mirror and say, I can't. God created you the way he wanted you to be. You are fearfully and wonderfully made. Listen, I'm going to be straight with you. I I would have hated to be white. Now, no offense. Can can I have an amen for my brother right now? I mean... I, I mean, come on, I deserve a better amen than that. I mean, I mean, I, I, I mean, I, now I am not being offensive in any way. And some of you are going, he's just be prejudiced. No, I'm not being prejudiced. But I know that I am the right color in the right place for the right purpose that God has for my life. If God wanted me to be white and pale, God would have created me that way. But he chose to give me a bit of color. So you guys spend a fortune going to sunbathe. And you good ladies, you go to the hairdressers to get your hair all curler, curly. And all the different things you do. And, and some of you have some amazing tans. And it's December. I'll let you work that one out. But you know what? You're the color God wanted you to be. You are what God wants. Your eyes are the right color God wanted them to be. Because so often we prejudge ourselves and say we cannot because. No, you can because of Him and Him alone. Don't let people put you in a box. God has created us not to be restricted in a box. A box is the dimensions of man. All our life, people try to put us in a box. Think about it. You're in your mother's womb. What is that like? It's like a box. And then pain comes mom's way. It's called contractions. To get you out of that box. And then what happens? You begin to grow and they take you home. And they put you in a a lovely little basket. Which in other words is just another box. But then you become a toddler. 
And you're running all over the place. And they say, this is not good. So what do they do? They, they, they put you in a playpen. Which ultimately is just another box. Ah, but then you grow up. It's wonderful. And you go to school. And you're sitting there in the classroom. Which is just another box. Ah, but then you grew up and you, you go to university. And you go into your university classroom. And guess what? There you are, but it's just another box. Ah, but then you graduate. And you get a job in an office. Now it's not like the playpen. It's not little toys. Now you have pictures and iPads. And, but it's still another box. And guess what? Even when you die. They put you in. God has not designed you and I to be restricted by boxes. God has created us for the more in God. You've got to break that lid of prejudice. What about the lid of problems? You see, Abram faced this situation that had just been conflict with his herdsman and Lot's herdsman. Abram had to watch Lot, a guy that he had raised and developed and equipped, walked away. Sometimes conflict comes your way to push you out of your comfort zone into the will and plan of God. It was after Lot left that God said, look at the sky. Problems are part of the package. Without gravity, we would be bouncing everywhere. A kite needs resistance to soar in the sky. Rubber bands must be what? Stretched. It's not the conflict we go through. It's the attitude that we choose when we're going through the conflict. Your attitude, students, is the most important thing that you've got to deal with. That's why we've got to get the mind of Christ and the will of God in all things. Have you ever heard someone say, oh, they have a bad attitude? People don't like to be around bad attitude. Or someone's got a poor attitude. You know that everything's negative. It's like the father that was dealing with his son. His son had a real poor attitude. And he says, son, you've got to be more positive. Everything was doom and gloom. And, and he's working in his heart and he's working in his spirit to encourage a, a good attitude. And his son comes home from school one day and he, his dad says, well, how was today? He says, oh, I had a maths exam. He says, how did you do in your maths exam? He says, oh, dad, I, I, I think I failed my maths. His dad was furious. What have I told you? about having a positive attitude. I'm fed up of this negativity. He says, Dad, I know I failed my exam. <laughs> what is our attitude? You will face conflict. Graduating tonight, but there will be times when you will go through difficult days. What is said about Jesus? For the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and I sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. But one last thought. What about the law or the lid of the mind? Which yet again is just another box. This is the area where the devil will work in every one of us. 
Romans 12 2 don't let this world squeeze you into its mold one of the areas of greatest restriction is the area of the mind I believe that God has called us as Christians to be creative and think ahead I still am of the belief that the best churches are still to be I am still of the belief that creativity has to flow in the children of God. That's why I took this fan in as an illustration. I mean, how cool is that? I mean, don't you just wish you'd invented that? No? Okay, I wish I'd invented this. I mean, come on. Someone along the line said, fans don't have to have blades and turn around. We can do this differently. So Mr. Dyson, or whoever works for him, has come up with this contraction. It's amazing. Now, kids, don't try this at home, just in case it's not a Dyson. (laughs) Don't try this at home. This happens to be a Dyson. If you try this with blades, you're going to be in trouble, okay? I mean, come on. I I mean, you you could literally, Kevin, you could put your head through that. I mean, you you want to try? Don't try this at home, kids. (laughs) I mean, who would have thought that, yeah, yeah, went to Bible school and he's sticking his head through a fan. <laughs> Go, go, goes away for how many weeks? Blessed, encouraged, refreshed. And what does he do? He sticks his head through a fan. Don't you think in our mind that the church should be creative? Don't you think the church should be coming up with ideas that stir and inspire but because of the law of the lid of the mind come on the God who created the heavens and the earth is working in us he's setting us free he's using us to his glory and we limit God in so many different ways do you know if you read in Exodus 1 if you read about the children of Israel listen to what Pharaoh said they are mightier and they are more than us just don't tell them if they don't have the realization they will continue to respond to taskmasters one of the things the enemy wants to do is to keep us bound and restricted when the bible says he whom the son sets free is free indeed i close with this thought how many of you have heard of the great escape artist houdini Many, many years ago, a new jail, I think it was in the Isle of Man, I can't remember, a new jail was built in which they were told that it was absolutely impossible to escape from this jail. Houdini thought that he would love to take up the challenge, so he asked that they would place him in a cell, they would allow him to keep on his street clothes, and they would leave him for a couple of hours, and he said that he would manage to open that door. With great fanfare, the media covered it. He went into the prison cell. They left him alone. He began to feverishly work on the lock for in his belt he had a little pin. He worked hard on that lock, but he could not get it to budge. He, he tried everything he could. After a couple of hours, he's beginning to get exhausted now, thinking, how is it possible for this lock to contain me? Four hours passed and absolutely exhausted, he fell against the door and guess what happened? It sprang open. 
in the midst of the fanfare and media attention, they had forgot to lock the door. He was free the whole time, and he didn't know it. He didn't know it. If the enemy can lock us up in our mind and tell us it's impossible, tell us you're inferior, tell you you can't, tell you you are not able, guess what? If he can catch you in your mind, he has you restricted. But when the realization gets into your heart that you are free in Christ to live the abundant life that he has planned, and the more in God, you can accomplish great things. Do not allow the law of the lid not only to affect you, but to affect future generations. Some things have got to be broken so that our children can jump higher, run faster, be stronger than we've ever been. You know why? Because we are people that realize that in God there is no lid because the lid has been removed. Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you for your faithfulness. We thank you that you are an incredible God. We thank you for this graduation opportunity of celebration. Now, God, we're asking right now, Lord, for the lid of prejudice. If there are people that have faced prejudice, prejudged by others, or perhaps prejudging themselves right now, people that are facing conflict, people that are facing the law of the mind, May they recognize that the restriction is gone. And this day, we can do great things for God. In Jesus' name, God's people say amen. Hey, God bless you. For more information about the church, visit us online at www.thejunctionchurch.com or come along and see for yourself in one of our services.